Women Taking the Lead, Episode 129. I think we're all responsible for our thoughts, and our thoughts create uh, our emotions and our energy, and the energy that we give off really does affect other people. So if you're in a happy, positive mood, other people in the room are also going to be elevated by that, and they're going to feed off of that energy and off of that excitement. And uh, we can always choose what state we're going to be in. You always have power. You may not be able to control your circumstances or the people around you, but you can always control yourself, your emotions, and how you show up in the world. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn, and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Jen McQuarrie, who is a habit success coach and founder of Bright Habits. She helps people achieve their biggest life goals step-by-step, one habit at a time. Jen understands the power of habits because she turned her own life around by creating a 5 a.m. wake-up habit for daily exercise and personal development. Jen is also a musician and lead vocalist with her band, Magnetic. Jen loves helping others to discover their passions and create habits that will support their success. Jen, that is amazing, and it's just a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Thanks, Jody. Sounds great. Um, So, well, I grew up in New Brunswick, Canada, and um, I went to university and studied psychology. Um, and, uh, after I graduated with my psychology degree, um, I really enjoyed those courses. I've always been interested in human behavior and what makes people tick and why some people are more successful than others. Um, and after I graduated from my psychology degree, I had intentions to go on and do my master's degree. Um, I applied for one school, but I unfortunately didn't get in. And at that time, I just took that as a sign um, that maybe I should just, you know, pay off my uh, student loans and get a job. So that's what I did. And I actually, with the psychology degree, I had trouble finding um, a job that was specifically related to that. So, uh, but I wanted, I needed to make money. So I took a position actually um, working at Pizza Hut in the kitchen. It wasn't, you know, what I had envisioned as my job, but it was, uh, I was earning money from it and and I had to start somewhere. Um, And eventually I uh, ended up um, working in call centers and then I moved up uh, into human resources and I worked in human resources uh, for 11 years uh, for a large corporation here in Canada for telecommunications. And um, actually um, I'm at an exciting point right now. So I, um, I opened up my own coaching business last November, um, and I am uh, just, I just recently gave notice to my employer and I'm diving into the coaching world full time. Um, But uh, it took a a while and it took a a lot of um, mindset changes and uh, a lot of confidence building for me to get to this point. Um, But that's kind of a a quick uh, recap, I guess, of my background. Well, congratulations, Jen, on giving notice to your full-time job. That's amazing. And it's a lot of work to get to the point where you're just coaching nights and weekends to being at that place where you're like, 
I could do this full time. No problem. I could fill up my roster and make a living from this full time. So good for you. Thank you. And clearly you are having success right now in your life and you've come a long way, but I'd like you to take us back to a moment when you were playing small. You may not have been aware of it at the time. It's often in retrospect that we realize like, oh, I was, I was capable of so much more than I gave myself credit for. So share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. For sure. Um, it was about 2011, and uh, I have two children. I'm married, and uh, and I, I was working uh, full-time uh, for a corporate position at the time. And at that time, I, I definitely was playing small. I, was, I would say I had a victim mindset, really, and I was kind of going through the motions, but I wasn't doing anything that I was particularly passionate about for myself. I wasn't taking any time for self-care. Um, I would say I was I was living for everybody else. I was living to please everybody else, to please my family, to please my boss at work, uh, my friends. Just wasn't taking any time for myself. And um, over time, this had a toll on me, and I started being resentful of it and really just feeling unhappy and, and starting to be depressed about it. Um, and I knew that wasn't uh, normal for me, and, and I wasn't liking how I was feeling. So I started doing some soul-searching. And uh, actually, it was uh, in the evening. I was um, on the Internet, and it was Oprah, and I was listening to her um uh, one of her sh uh, shows that was taped, and uh, and she was basically talking about figuring out what is your life purpose, what are you passionate about, um, what what do you think you are meant to do here, who are you meant to serve, those types of questions. And um, one thing that suddenly I had realized was missing from my life was music. Music is something as a child I was really passionate about. I would spend hours you know, singing, I took piano lessons, I took voice lessons for years, I would sing in variety shows at school, I would um, perform at friends' weddings, uh, things like that. It was just something I absolutely loved. But I gave it up after I got married and had kids. I kind of told myself I was too old to do that anymore. And when I turned 30 years old, the weirdest thought started running through my head. I can remember, it's a, it's a funny saying, I don't even know where I got it from, if someone made a joke or what, but I started repeating in my head, the old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. And I don't know why this ridiculous thought kept running through my head, but I was feeling old at the age of 30. I'm 40 now and I feel much younger now, but at that point I was feeling really old and feeling I was too old to pursue my true passions and that I, I should just you know focus on my responsibilities as a mom and, and uh, working for um, a corporation. And uh, and I started to realize that that wasn't serving me or anybody um, to be thinking that way, and it was bringing me down. So um, over time, I replaced that thought with I'm young and vibrant, and I have my whole life ahead of me, which is much more empowering and makes me feel um, much more confident and gives me much more energy. Um, but this all started to take place that evening really from just some words I had heard Oprah talking about. Sometimes I, I think you just need to be uh, in that right space of, uh, I guess, uh, state of mind and to hear somebody saying something that just resonates with you. And at that moment, I decided that I wanted music back in my life. It was a, a, a small first step. Um, but I actually wrote down that night some things I wanted to do and, uh, and starting to sing and learning how to play guitar. 
um, were the things that I wanted to do. And I also wanted to start exercising three days a week because at that point, I literally was taking no time for self-care. Exercise wasn't a part of my um, a routine. And so I wanted to add those things into my life. And so that was a moment where I remember I had been playing small for years, but suddenly I had the inspiration, I guess, to start small and start adding a few new things to my life um, that I thought would start to change things. And it certainly did. It did. <laughs> Goodness. Wow. You know, to go go from a place of putting everybody else first and slash allowing life to get busy, because I think we all do that mm -hmm. as we get older. Maybe not all of us, but most of us. I, I've yet to meet the person who's like, I have tons of free time. <laughs> I do what I I do what I want, right? Because even those of us who put into practice making sure that we're making time for ourselves, there are times when things will creep in mm -hmm. on those times. And you have to have a practice in place that you know, to make sure that that time is held sacred. And it sounds like for you, you made your 5 a.m. wake up habit a big part of focusing on just you yes. as well. Yeah, exactly. Like what happened was, so I started with those few, few things I mentioned, but I, I was trying to do the daily exercise or the three, three days a week at first is what I wanted. I started trying to do that evenings and weekends, you know, after the kids, after we've done homework, after supper's done and they're in bed. But of course, at that point in the day, you're often quite tired and I would, you know, make up excuses and I wouldn't get my exercise in and then I'd feel bad about myself for not doing it. So I was really frustrated with that. Even though I uh, had some direction and kind of knew where I wanted to go, I wasn't sure how to get there and I wasn't able to follow through on what I had wanted to do. So this, uh, again, um, one evening I was actually um, on YouTube watching a Robin Sharma video. Um, he's a motivational speaker. And he was talking about the 5 a.m. club and what a wonderful time this was, you know, to do daily exercise and to have personal development time and just have this peaceful, quiet time before anybody else wakes up that's all for yourself. And I thought, wow, you know, that that could actually be perfect for me because the kids will still be sleeping. Um, I'll, it's the first thing in the day, so I'll have energy. And, um, and I, he just got me really pumped up about it. So I thought, you know what, that's it, I'm going to do it. So I told my husband that night that I was setting the alarm clock for 5am. And, uh, and I made my plan what I was going to do, which is to go on the treadmill for 20 minutes to do a workout and then to start practicing guitar because I already had a guitar and uh, for personal development time. So I did that the next morning. And I loved it. I, I felt really proud, you know, that I got my work at it, out in first thing in the morning before anybody else was even awake. And I had some uh, personal development time and um, practice gratitude, being thankful for what I had in my life and uh, practicing guitar. And then so I kept doing it. And over time, this became a habit for me. And over time, it's incredible the changes this one habit started making in my life. My confidence grew. Um, because of the daily exercise as well, I was physically feeling better. Uh, when you exercise on a regular basis, it's releasing endorphins in your brain that make you feel good. Um, of course, it's making you um, healthier. And I actually lost a little bit of weight and, be, you know, became more toned, um, and which gives you confidence with that as well. Um, and just starting starting to change my mindset about things. I started saying yes to opportunities that I previously had said no to because my confidence was growing. I had more energy. Um, and just it's just dedicating that time in the morning to yourself and focusing up on what your goals are for the day 
Um, it really uh, begins your day very powerfully. Uh, and our motivation and our self-control is highest first thing in the morning. And it does dwindle as the day goes on. So it's an awesome time uh, to do daily workouts. So this 5 a.m. wake up habit changed my life. And um, and so now with the clients that I work with, I, I highly encourage doing that or at least having a, a powerful morning routine. Mm. Now, Jen, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. I know for some it's a light bulb flash moment that goes off and for others it accumulates over time. But then there's this moment where it all comes together. So take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Well, to be honest, for me, that biggest moment was that night when I was watching Robin Sharma for the 5 a.m. wake up. Um, It really was uh, the most defining moment I can think of in my life where I I made a change that had such a dramatic um, effect uh, for my life. So that's really like uh, the steps that I took was writing down the plan for what I was going to do, which was to set my alarm, to lay my workout clothes out so they would be all ready so I could quickly get them on as soon as the alarm went off. I knew I was going to go downstairs, get on the treadmill, do that for 20 minutes, then I was going to practice guitar. I knew I was going to be taking some time to be thankful about the things that I already had in my life because that's an automatic way to improve your um your mood and your happiness. If you are thinking of things you're thankful that you already have in your life, it's automatically going to start changing the way you look at things. And over time, it helps you to actually just notice the good things in your life rather than the things that aren't so good. Um, So honestly, that is um, the most powerful moment that I can think of. Mm, and a great charge to your day. Mm-hmm. I know not everyone's a morning person, but I, I really prefer working out in the morning. And part of the reason is because then I can pat myself on the back all day long yeah. for getting it done, <laughs> rather than if the plan is to work out at night to be looking towards the evening going, I hope I have the energy. I hope I'm still into it. Because a lot of times, like like you said, at the end of the day, and for me, it wasn't even after the kids go to bed and after dinner, all of that. It was just the like the five, six o'clock end of the day. A lot of times at that point, I'm like, eh, uh-huh. I'm not really into it now. I'm tired. I've been giving 100% all day long, and now I just want to take a break. So yep. getting it done in the morning is like checking off a to-do, and not like it's just a to-do. I mean, it makes you feel good. It gets the endorphins going. But all day long, I feel good because it's kind of like a, yes, it's done. Exactly. It's done. Did it. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. And Jen, what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different. We have different personality styles. We bring different strengths to the table. So we're going to lead differently. differently. So Jen, how would you describe your leadership style? I would describe my leadership style um, almost as uh, quietly confident. Um, because I, one of my strengths is listening. I've always been a really good listener. And actually, if I were to describe myself uh, as far as personality goes, I'd be a bit more on the introverted side than extroverted. Uh, I, I suppose I might be an ambivert. I'm, uh, I can flex between the two, but at my most natural state, I'm more introverted. But the strength that gives me is I'm really good at listening to people and really hearing what they're saying and understanding uh, what they're going through and then, you know, proceeding to help them out and to, you know, gently guide them, I guess is what I would say. But I'm also somebody who 
is big on leading by example. So I think it's really important that I'm actually living the things that I'm preaching and uh, advising to my clients. Uh, I want to, you know, share with them the things that have worked for me. Um, So I would say uh, uh, leading um, with a quiet confidence. Love it. And Jen, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Uh, right now, well, I have my one-on-one coaching program, um, and it's Upgrade Your Habits, Upgrade Your Life. Um, and what I love about this is it's, uh, first of all, when I first meet with my clients, I want to know what their dreams are and what their biggest goals are, because the um, it's so powerful, our habits. Uh, the habits that we have daily create our yearly results. So whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, it's really important to break it down and look at your daily habits because just by changing one or two of those habits, you can get to your goal or achieve your dreams much quicker um, if you just uh, adjust your habits so that you're going to feel more energy, be more productive, um, and uh, focus on the right things. So um, that's when I first meet with someone, I figure out what that is for them. What is their why? What are their biggest goals? And then we look at their habits and which ones uh, they want to focus on changing. And we just work on one or two at a time because if you work on too many, it can be overwhelming. Um, So, and often, um, you know, I do have several clients now actually that I'm helping them with the 5 a.m. wake up specifically uh, because it's um, not an easy habit. Uh, It it, um, has some challenges along with it, but it's, uh, it's something you want. It's uh, definitely doable and it's uh, incredible the uh, productivity and results you get just from that one habit. So um, that's the, what I'm really excited about right now is uh, that one-on-one coaching program that I'm offering to my clients. Mm, and that's really great that you're giving people support on developing habits because yes, on the front end of changing a habit or developing a new habit, it can feel like a lot of work because you're, you're you're breaking down old habits or going out of your normal routine and that messes with our brain mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But on but on the back end, like when you've got it down, when you've got a rhythm, when you've got momentum and it just becomes something you do and actually transforms from being a habit to being a, a ritual, a daily ritual, like brushing your teeth. Yeah. I wouldn't even call brushing your teeth a habit anymore. It's just become a ritual that you would never break. Or if you broke it, you would feel kind of weird yeah. about it, you know, but, you know, ingraining those habits so that you don't it doesn't take any energy. You don't have to put any effort into doing it. You just do it. And if you're mindful about the habits you choose, then it can be easy to do things that lead you on the path of success naturally and easily and without effort. So that's amazing. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's so powerful um, when we just change a few of those that are daily activities and you're right, it eventually becomes routine and natural, and it's incredible the ripple effect it can have in the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. All right, Jen, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Uh, Well, for me, um, the 5 a.m. wake up definitely does make me a better leader because it's giving me that time uh, in the morning to really focus on my goals. But also, I'm always learning like uh, I, I'm always uh, you know listening to TED talks or reading I, I love reading books uh, attending conferences trainings uh, I have my own coach as well 
um, my, a business coach. So it's um, I'm, I, I love learning and I find that so um, powerful because as I'm learning, I love to share with others what I'm learning and it helps me to make sure I'm um, at my best and that um, I'm excited about uh, where I'm going and then I can share that with others. Uh, so that's, that's definitely uh, one thing I would mention. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? I really love um, Robin Sharma's book, The Leader Who Had No Title. And what I love about that is it doesn't matter what your title is or what your role is. Everybody can be a leader. And everybody, um, often it comes down to serving people. You know, how do you want to, what do you have to offer to the world? Um, you know, showing up, uh, giving your absolute best, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an easy read, and uh, I think there's a lot of value in that book. Mm, I read Robin Sharma's The Greatness Guide, and it was absolutely easy and jam packed with value. Yeah, love it. And Jen, what advice would you give your younger self? I would say to my younger self to not worry so much about what everybody else thinks because I know for years that's what held me back I was a people pleaser um, and really would worry about other people's opinions you know if I do this you know if I decide to join a, a band and, and sing what are people going to think of that will they think she's too old to be doing that and I, it would hold me back and I would stop doing things because of that so I, I would tell myself you know whatever that inner voice is inside of you that's calling you um, to do something, do it. Don't worry about what other people are going to think of it because in the end what matters is what you think of it. Um, and other people don't really aren't as concerned about what you're doing as you think they are anyway. So uh, I think it's important to um, just not worry so much and, and uh, don't people please and uh, go forward with the things that you're most passionate about. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would uh, tell my younger self. And Jen, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Uh, the one I would share is um, be responsible for the energy you bring into a room. Because I think we're all responsible for our thoughts and our thoughts create uh, our emotions and our energy. And the energy that we give off really does affect other people. So if you're in a happy, positive mood, other people in the room are also going to be elevated by that and they're going to feed off of that energy and off of that excitement. Uh, whereas if you enter a room discouraged and, and frustrated or uh, in a negative bad mood, that also rubs off on other people and it uh, is not productive when we're in that state. Um, and uh, we can always choose what state we're going to be in. So I love that um, quote because it just reminds us that you always have power. You may not be able to control your circumstances or the people around you, you can always control yourself, your emotions, and how you show up in the world. I was just thinking, um, as you were sharing that, when people read that quote, yeah. they stand up a little straighter. Yeah. You know, they, they pause and they think about it. And they suddenly, what I find is people suddenly realize they can let go of a bad mood. Yeah. And they can choose to be positive no matter what's going on in their life. And then my thoughts started spiraling from there. So, 
I apologize. So, all right, Jen. Lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Uh, the best way really is uh, to go to my website, www.brighthabits.ca, B-R-I-G-H-T, habits.ca. Uh, or you can connect with me on Facebook uh, under Jen McQuarrie, M-A-C-Q-U-A-R-R-I-E. Nice. And you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thanks, Jody. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.